One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plushcare. Plushcare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. An Erio's original. I was born with a special gift. The ability to mentally transform any situation into the worst-case scenario in my own brain. My therapist calls my gift catastrophizing. And that's why I'm uniquely qualified to scrutinize and analyze history's greatest disasters and find out who's to blame. They say history repeats itself. Not on my watch. My name is Rebecca Delgado Smith, and I am the alarmist. Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning into The Alarmist, a comedy podcast where we talk about history's greatest tragedies and figure out who's to blame. Today, we'll be talking about one of the scariest tragedies out there Jurassic Park. Based on the 1990 Michael Crichton book of the same name, Jurassic Park tells the story of a theme park featuring dinosaurs that goes terribly wrong. Billionaire John Hammond has created a theme park featuring real, live, cloned dinosaurs. Before it opens, though, an employee is killed by one of the dinosaurs, and Hammond invites some experts to the park to sign off on its safety in order to reassure his investors. Those experts are Dr. Ian Malcolm, a mathematician and chaos theory expert played by Jeff Goldblum, Dr. Alan Grant, a paleontologist played by Sam Neill, and Dr. Ellie Sattler, a paleobotanist played by Laura Dern. 
Upon entering the park, the three see a Brachiosaurus and are in complete awe. They get a tour of the facility and hear explanations from Hammond scientists who were able to clone the dinosaurs from DNA found in the blood of a mosquito trapped in amber. They're told that they have everything under control because all of the dinosaurs on the island are female. But from the beginning, Dr. Malcolm especially is very skeptical. The three scientists, along with Hammond's two grandchildren, Lex and Tim, and a lawyer for the investors, Donald Gennaro, head out on a tour of the park in self-driving cars. It's a disappointment. Some of the main attraction dinosaurs don't even really make an appearance. And as a tropical storm approaches and sends lots of the employees home early, the tour has to be cut short. Meanwhile, Dennis Nedry, a computer programmer played by Wayne Knight, is part of a scheme to steal dinosaur embryos from Jurassic Park. He has planned his theft and handoff for this very evening. In order to do so, he shuts off the security system for the park so that he can make his moves undetected. But as a side effect, the self-driving cars and electric fences containing dinosaurs are also shut off. Sure enough, once the fence is no longer effective, a T-Rex appears, comes towards the vehicles, and attacks. The lawyer, Gennaro, leaves the kids to fend off for themselves and hides in a toilet before eventually getting eaten. Dr. Malcolm is seriously injured, but Dr. Grant and the kids manage to get away. Nedry travels through the storm to hand off the embryos. After his car falls off the road, he encounters a Dilophosaurus, which splays its gills and blinds him before killing him. Dr. Sadler heads out with the warden, Muldoon, to look for the group, but they only find an injured Dr. Malcolm and what's left of Gennaro. Dr. Grant and the kids discover dinosaur eggs, which means the supposedly all-female population has figured out how to breed in the wild. Hammond and Arnold, the other computer programmer in the control room, played by Samuel L. Jackson, decide they need to reboot the park's entire system, as they're unable to figure out how to undo what Nedry set when he left. Arnold heads out to pull the breakers to finish the reboot, but when he doesn't come back, Dr. Sadler and Muldoon head out to find him and do it themselves. Dr. Sadler manages to pull the breaker, but discovers Arnold's severed arm, and Muldoon is killed by raptors who were released when the system was rebooted. Luckily, Dr. Grant and the kids finally find their way back to the visitor center. Dr. Grant tells the kids to wait there, and he leaves in order to find Dr. Sadler. But the raptors are inside the building. They chase Tim and Lex in the kitchen and nearly succeed in killing the kids. Eventually, the kids join up with Grant and Sattler, who have returned to the visitor center. That's when Lex uses her computer skills to restore the power on the island. But the raptors are still out to get them. Luckily, the group is saved when a T-Rex comes and kills the raptors that have cornered them. In the end, the humans escape and leave the island by helicopter. Fun Facts, a.k.a. Death Stats in total, five humans, three dinosaurs, and two other animals are killed in this disaster. Jurassic Park came out in 1993 and was directed by Steven Spielberg. It was the highest grossing film of 1993 and the highest grossing film ever at the time until 1997's Titanic. 
Jurassic Park won all three Academy Awards for which it was nominated, Best Sound Editing, Best Sound Mixing, and Best Visual Effects. Those killed in order of appearance were Joffrey Brown, the technician killed in the beginning, a cow, a goat, Donald Gennaro, followed by Dennis Nedry, Gallimimus, Ray Arnold, Robert Muldoon, the velociraptor that's picked up, bitten, and thrown to the ground by the T-Rex, and then finally, the pack leader velociraptor, who's bitten and thrown against the T-Rex skeleton. With us today, we have producer Amanda Lund. Happy to be here, Rebecca. Fact checker Chris Smith. Hello. (laughs) And our very special guest today is a dear friend of ours, Trevor Einhorn. Hi, Trevor. Hello. (laughs) Happy to be here, Rebecca. (laughs) Copycat. Now, Trevor, um, Trevor's an actor. You've probably seen him on uh, all of your favorite TV shows. Frasier. Um, that's right. <laughs> years, years ago. But Trevor, we'd like to start off the show by kind of asking our guests, what is something that causes you maximum alarm and anxiety? Whoa. Oh, <laughs> a lot of anxiety is from these um, food delivery apps. The ETA to my door causes me so much anxiety and I am I am outside when it's five like it says five minutes or four minutes I don't want any lag time I don't know why I'm worried about food going cold or anything but that causes me a lot of the ETA on that app is never right and it it, it gives me a lot of stress waiting outside five minutes Way before too much. that's that's too much and uh, it's a problem, and I'm working on it. I think the real stressful time was when Caviar and DoorDash were trying to like co- combine services, and they didn't get that algorithm right. So that was a that was a real whirlwind of a lunch day for me. <laughs> I'm so sorry to hear. Where the Went down hell in is history. this? Tra- where the I think hell I heard is this about chicken that. sandwich? Where the hell? Thirty nine minutes. Yeah, sure. You bet your ass. It's taking longer than you expected. It's taking longer than I expected too. It's actually on the list of tragedies we're going to cover in twenty twenty one. Yeah, I'm not the guest for that. I'm not the no. guest for that episode. No, you're the you're the victim. Yeah. You're the victim. Yeah. Okay. Good. Now, okay, Trevor. We have to get started because you'll never believe it. We have so many things to put up on the board for Jurassic Park. I believe it. Exactly. I think first up on the board, we have to put Mr. John Hammond up on the board. He is, he's the park's brainchild. And uh, David. The park is his brainchild. Yeah, the park is his. He's the. (laughs) The park created him. See, I have more questions. (laughs) So. There's an article in The Atlantic where uh, David Sims says that it's all his fault that this nonsense happens to begin with, and he's so focused on creating this ridiculous tourist attraction, he doesn't realize the insanity of playing God and creating dino life. As uh, apparently in the book, he's portrayed much more uh, as more of a greedy capitalist, uh, and the movie makes him seem like he's almost like this harmless uh, Guayavera wearing you know grandpa mm. but apparently um in 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 the book he's way more intense okay yeah i mean he wears a lot of white on white mm-hmm. so that's always a suspect but i'm also a fan 
of that right away. Yeah, you actually you have his sti- similar styles A to lot John of Hammond. Tell me that it's really sad how many people tell me that. On no a one's ever basis. told you that that you. Have- I swear, that's not a joke. That was not that. This is a real thing. People tell I'll you wear- just like John. Hammond I'll from- wear a white shirt like I have on now and white pants or maybe light color pants. And they go, hey, you look like Jurassic Park, uh, <laughs> you know, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. You know, I don't I'm not old like John Hammond, but I have had that many times Very and I'm not offended. No, no, good. I mean, he's a stylish old man. Not only that, but he has quite a, a status. You know what I mean? He's yes. a, well, very wealthy, he's wealthy, very successful. Wealthy, and he's yeah. got a, a cane with amber on it. Yes, but Ooh. he also he also is funding all of these research projects. So one of the first thing he says when he he you know lands on the digging site on his helicopter and opens up the bottle of champagne which is so rude first of all so rude that he just goes into their trailer and opens hey, we up We were saving that. <laughs> yeah. That's what they say. <laughs> but um uh, that he's just like, you know, I'll, I'll uh, you know, I fund this place and if you come with me I'll fund it you know, for I, I, I whatever a few more years or something like that. Yeah, 3 years. 3 years. Yeah. Um, so, you know, he's he's a hot shot in the paleontology world, I guess. Mm-hmm. Money bags. Mm-hmm. Um, now, that he's an easy one, right? Because let's put him up on the board. He's responsible. I, I mean, yeah, if he's I mean, not it's... writing the checks, if he's not writing the checks, this park doesn't even exist. Bingo. Exactly. But I also think we should put up on the board uh, greed and profit. Ooh. Ooh. Juicy. <laughs> Heart and soul. Yeah. So the <laughs> the lawyer, Gennaro, is initially very concerned about the safety and liabilities of the park. But once he sees how much money Jurassic Park c- could make, he backs off from any criticism and is fully on board until he dies on the toilet. He's uh, a little weasel. He is a little weasel. And wouldn't you say that that's one of the most satisfying deaths i know he's a victim and we should feel bad right that he died Mm -hmm. but that is a satisfying death when it all falls apart and it's just him on the toilet well it's very satisfying because i'm not mad at him for being like the weasel lawyer that he is that's expected but ditching the children he was in the car with the children and he leaves them right away like a little scaredy pants Mm. and he goes and sits on the toilet and the kids are left alone and she cries out he left us he left us and that's where i go what a what a dingus (laughs) come on yeah we 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 should have a clayton does a great impression of uh lex in that on that moment (laughs) insert impression here but a little bit more about uh greed and profit even if hammond is this benevolent billionaire as Mm -hmm. dr malcolm points out uh jeff goldblum um the the guy is slapping his logo on lunch lunch boxes to sell dr Mm -hmm. ian malcolm says if i may Um, I'll tell you the problem with the scientific power that you're using here. It didn't require any discipline to attain it. You read what others had done and you took the next step. You didn't even earn the knowledge for yourself, so you don't take any responsibility for it. You stood on the shoulders of geniuses to accomplish something as fast as you could. And before you even knew what you had, you patented it and packaged it and slapped it on a plastic lunchbox. And now you're selling it and you want to you want to sell it. 
So wow. what a gold bloom. That was an unbelievable gold. Wow. Really good, Jeff Gold. It's like you. he was right sitting right here next to me. He's coming to the conclusion pretty early on. He hasn't really seen the whole park yet. And I think he kind of jumps the gun. Like afterwards, he you know, he almost dies. So sure, you could talk about packaging lunchboxes then, but Maybe we do want to see the whole park first. <laughs> so, but he's right. He's going on his gut. He he's got the best gut of everyone on the team. I mean, well, he has great abs. He great does abs. also, and, and he shows them. He shows them. Yeah. Nice chest. But I'm always great like, chest. you know, people who make predictions that for disaster. It's like nobody remembers them if things go right. Excuse you. Know what I mean? you? Uh, this is what I do. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm saying yeah. like when they predict the future, when they like people oh. who were like people who are like called Trump's win in 2016 were like, I called it. But like if they didn't, if if Trump didn't win, mm. nobody would have cared. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So you can just it's a great say transition, that. Chris. Yeah, it's a good transition. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I will say, though, to your point, I don't agree because there's only one person that stars in the sequel in, of Jurassic Park, and that's Mr. Jeff Goldblum. So mm. he did something right. That's true. He's got good but agents. Yeah, he's got good agents. <laughs> you can say anything you want if you have a good agent. So Hammond was greedy. That's what. That's yeah. part of yeah, it. Yeah, just general that, greed. That's a, that's a huge part because it's one thing to do this and like the ethics of even scientifically doing this are really, you know, debatable. But then to think you should monetize it is that's where he really crosses the line. In terms of greed, we're going to uh, talk about uh, Nedry's. I can't, he's such a weird name, Nedry. Um, Newman? Yeah. We're going to yeah, talk about put him. Newman on the fucking board. Let's put him yeah, on yeah, the board. For sure. Um, because he is, so uh, just a reminder for our listeners, he's the one responsible for the grid getting shut off, um, for his own selfish pursuits. And he's rigged it so that no one can come in after him and, and fix his errors with, without a full restart. Um, and the Atlantic, this Atlantic piece again says, Dennis Nedry introduces the element of greed into the equation. Sure, Hammond's hubris wasn't untainted by potential financial gains, but Nedry made a deal to commit industrial sabotage in exchange for his sack for a sack of cash. That kind of crass avarice is always going to be punished in a story of elemental forces of life and survival. Always. Mm-hmm. Always. Yeah. So in movies and in real life, honestly, he's super greedy. You see it from scene one and he is he is taking meetings with Universal Studios if Jurassic Park is Disneyland. Mm -hmm. And he's saying, I'm giving you the keys to Pirates of the Caribbean right here, (laughs) right now. It's going to be the longest running ride ever. And instead of pirates. It's dinosaurs. <laughs> I like the idea of that. And Amanda, maybe you can shed some light on this. But like those, mach- those that those uh, machines or whatever, those Pirate of the Caribbean things are like really complicated and hard to figure out. And it's actually <laughs> only because Disney knows how to make those little rides that 
No one else can do it, Chris. Right. Yeah. Well, I should also point out, because I think Chris is referring to the fact that I've worked at many theme parks, including uh, Universal Studios, where I did play a dino chaser um, down in the lower level by the Jurassic Park ride. And I would come out, um, you know, for every 20 minutes on the hour with in a little um, golf cart that looked like a Jeep that was playing the Jurassic Park music. And I would drive around and go like, get hide, you guys, the raptors on the loose. <laughs> you so know what? You could total, be the guest expert on this show, too. Total mishap. I totally forgot that Universal Studios has a Jurassic Park ride, and it's like the biggest thing. I Bad example. Bad yeah, because yeah, it's also, a, it is a great ride. And I also yeah. had like um, this this dinosaur named Gertie, I would wheel around the park that was half dinosaur and then half sort of like animatronic. And I would kind of control it. I've um, seen you. I've seen you. I know this. I know this bit. I know it. I know it well. And it's very impressive. It's very realistic. Yeah. Can you do a, awesome. a real uh, reenactment, uh, Amanda? I'd be like, hey, kids, come come on over and meet Gertie the dinosaur. Don't worry. She won't bite. But then I'd have her go like, rawr. And i go, ah, oh, she's after your churro. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, so maybe that we could put that on the board. Hunger. Hunger. It's just that. Well, yes. yeah, we could. Oh, yes. And no. one, one little goat is not enough for a T-Rex. Are we, are, are, are they crazy? Come on. Come on. That is crazy. <laughs> yeah. One goat on a chain. It's it's not no of course the di- and here's the thing we also need to put the dinosaurs up on the board dinosaurs yeah. up on the board because which ones the original do- ones or the new ones um what do you <laughs> I was gonna put three main dinosaurs up on the board <laughs> okay okay I had uh, the Velociraptor okay. in yeah, mind. Duh. Deadliest one. I, I had the Tyrannosaurus Rex, the T Rex. Biggest one. Yeah. I also had the uh, Dilophosaurus. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that one uh, gets the best of Nedry. Um, now, according to Forbes, eight deadliest dinosaurs. <laughs> Again, going to Forbes on this one. <laughs> Velociraptor uh, mongoliensia, sis, mon, mon, mongoliensis. Hang on, I'm writing it down. Yeah. <laughs> He was okay, made famous it. by Jurassic Park. Velociraptors were actually smaller and slower in real life than in the film, but they still possessed a giant, sharp, hook-like claw on their second finger. Interesting. Modern research suggests this massive claw was used to keep their victims from escaping their grasp. Let's just take a quick break to speak with guest expert Dr. Ali Nabavizadeh, assistant professor of veterinary anatomy at the University of Pennsylvania School of Veterinary Medicine, as well as comparative anatomist and paleobiologist. So the the T-Rex is the the major killing machine in this movie. What can you tell us about this terrifying dinosaur and did the movie get it right? I so I actually like to think the movie got a lot of right about the T-Rex. Now as as you know, over time we found out more and more about T-Rex. So, you know, anatomically there are certain little nuances that you know are different. For instance, 
although there's no direct evidence of it, um, some scientists now believe T-Rex might have had some feathers. So we might have seen some feathers on T-Rex. Yeah, so if you look on, you know, online, and some, some you know, artists go overboard and make it all a big fluff ball. But, you know, we've, we've so far found, you know, scale impressions of different parts of the T-Rex. But rela- things that are related to T-Rex, especially um, more, um, I guess they're, more t- the tyrannosaurid ancestors, let's say, we know that they had some kind of fuzz. So we call them dino fuzz, which is kind of like a, you know, a, a term for pre-feather condition, basically. Uh, so it kind of looks like basically the middle rachis of a feather, the middle thing going up. So just a bunch of those, like hair, basically. Um, so yeah, it, it might have had some of that. There's differences in their stance and the way they held their head and things like that. But um, other otherwise, I mean, I I always have I've admired the uh, the design of the T Rex in Jurassic Park. Um, it's it has one of the most powerful bite forces of any animal you know, save the alligator, which is just insane uh, um, as, as far as the size of its body. But, um, but they have teeth, teeth that are about a foot long, including the root, you know, so they can crush bone easily. And so I'm, I'm sure if there was a human for it to snack on, it would not give up that opportunity. Listen to our full interview on Thursday's Aftermath episode. Now back to our conversation. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all have stress and anxiety we carry around as we go about our everyday life. At The Alarmist, we know it's always better to say it out loud and talk it through. Whenever I stress about the sinking of the Titanic, I don't sit with those thoughts in a dark room. I turn on the lights and dive right into it. 
Therapy is a great place to get things off your chest and work through what's really going on. Maybe you can't stop spiraling or catastrophizing. I started therapy over 10 years ago and never looked back. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Heck, we sometimes change our minds and rethink the verdict at The Alarmist. And that's also okay when it comes to therapists. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Alarmist today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot Alarmist. According to Business Insider, <laughs> none of these are science link, <laughs> links. Yeah. Um, when, what do they have to say? When Steven Spielberg <laughs> made the 1993 film, paleontologists didn't know much about either of these creatures. So um, uh, in, 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 only seven or eight T-Rex skeletons and six partial Dilophosaurus skeletons existed in the fossil record because this is 90, 1993. So Spielberg was ahead of his time. <laughs> um, since then, however, researchers have found a dozen more T Rex skeletons and studied um, existent specimens more closely. Uh, the new study, which examined five Dilophosaurus skeletons, concluded that the creature was far bigger than the programmer it ate on screen, who was a particularly large programmer, um, longer <laughs> than a minivan, and dinosaur. Uh, and the dinosaur was the largest land animal 183 million years ago during the early Jurassic Park period. So it was much bigger. The, the <laughs> yeah, this bugs me. What? This bugs me <laughs> that someone dedicated their life to studying dinosaurs <laughs> and they went, you know, Hollywood must have gotten it right because we haven't figured out any of this crap. <laughs> that it took a movie to really get them to dig in and figure out the size of these animals. That should have been way before... <laughs> The 1993 best picture of or the highest grossing film of the year, Jurassic Park. So you're you're placing the blame on the paleontologists for not being fast enough. No, I'm just complaining. (laughs) (laughs) Be careful, because a lot of complaints end up on the board. It's true. Uh, Yeah, no, I don't want that on the board, but I am ready to throw someone else up on the board. (laughs) Who? What? I want to throw up Mr. Arnold, Samuel Jackson's character, on the board. Wow. Okay. We don't, we don't really know his title. He is an IT guy. He's very negligent by smoking the entire time in his workstation. Mm-hmm. And there is no way that a park this size should not have a better exit strategy to take over Newman's section. Like, he should be able to do it. <laughs> if he is if he is giving orders to Newman, he needs to know more about all of it. And maybe if he wasn't too busy smoking cigarettes, he would have been staying on top of Newman wow. to, like, not close down the park. There's just too many regulations that were missed. And I blame... Arnold for a lot of that. Okay. I think that's a really good point. And I actually thought about that during the movie that the, the Newman character was there because he was like really highly skilled and like technician. And he, they referenced the fact that a lot of the park is automated. And so I think part of the theme of the movie too is 
sort of nature versus tech, like technology. Like how much can we actually control these things? Um, how, how much can we control nature? Mm. And in, in John Hammond's version of Jurassic Park, a lot of it is automated. That was his choice coming from the top down. And I, I think that, yes, it, Samuel L. Jackson could be to blame for not knowing more about Nedry's, uh, Mm-hmm. His uh, skill, or, tech, yeah, tech savvy. Not being as tech savvy, maybe, or just better oversight there within. But also the choice to automate a lot of the park yeah. had yeah. to be Hammond. He was trying to get a great point, and that That's that goes to point. profits too a little bit. But you know what was really interesting? A piece of dialogue I picked up this last time we were watching it was Hammond and Nedry have this exchange about. Um, Nedry uh, Hammond says something financial woes Nedry's got these financial woes I think that Nedry's working for free on this project maybe paying back a debt that Hammond had paid for him Mm. because Hammond says something to the effect of like uh, I don't care about something, but I care about like people being accountable or or holding up their end of the bargain or something and so I think that there's some weird financial um, relationship backstory that's going on there that can also play into fair wages. Like you can maybe, Mm. you can maybe talk about if, if, if Hammond was paying Nedry a fair wage for his labor, then, you know, maybe this park wouldn't have needed to be automated in the first place. But that is something that Nedry brings up and he uses it as his, uh, reasoning for why he's selling the embryos. Yeah. Ah, interesting. Hammond went cheap on me. Yeah, he went cheap on me. Right. Ooh, so it's another thinks, knock against Hammond. But he thinks he's, it could also be like, you know, he has this, uh, what is it when people are just like uh, illusions of grandeur? Like, I feel like Nedry thinks he's more valuable. He's got a bit of a chip on his shoulder. Okay, too. I'll go one step further. Nedry negotiated his own contract and then got upset by it when he's mm. when he's years into the contract. So Nedry needed a representative. How about a labor union? He should have, if he was part of a bigger, broader union that could have protected him and paid him fairly, then mm. perhaps he wouldn't have been um, so upset. So upset. Yeah. Or an agent. I don't know if these guys. Have <laughs> yeah. Agents. And how and how does like the responsibility of like the, the culture, like you said, making it sort of like tech forward and like that comes from Hammond. But where does the responsibility lie? If you hire someone for a certain expertise, right. what was Arnold hired to do? manage the park manage the employees like so he clearly hammond is like i hired the right guy but clearly he didn't he didn't now i want to put up i want to make sure uh, we put up uh our our, like reliance on technology Mm. or reliance on automation i guess you would call it yeah big theme for spielberg too he loves that yeah sure that keeps coming back Ready Player yeah. One, much? <laughs> um, Ready Player Now. Yeah. Now I don't know what that means. Me neither. <laughs> we also have to put up an amphibian DNA. Mm. Yeah, of course. It's of an course. obvious one. <laughs> Alan Grant Those filled in the gaps. Yep. Yep. He says, uh, Doctor Grant says, well, on the tour, the film says they use frog DNA to fill in the gene sequence gaps. They mutate 
sequence gaps. Now, remember this. We'll, we'll talk about this later. They mutated the dinosaur genetic code and blended it with that of a frog's. Now, some West African frogs have been known to spontaneously change sex from male to female in a single sex environment. So this is how the male dinosaurs got on the island because of this but mutation. But that has nothing to do with the tragedy I mean, just because they figured out how to make a dinosaur doesn't mean that that frog was going to murder someone. There was security protocols breached. Mm, I mean, we could go far back and say the mosquito is also. And we should. And and we should. And it's actually the next thing I wanted to put up on the board. (laughs) No, No, you're on it. Because I just don't know if that's that's where that was part of my parameters earlier. If we're blaming the tragedy, then it's hard to blame a frog and a mosquito. But was this inevitable? When you mess with science like this and with nature, was this tragedy going to happen? That's a question for us to answer today. That's right. And we will get to the bottom of that huge question. Um, I love that this is a special six-hour episode. I don't know if the fans (laughs) knew that. But everyone tuning in, buckle up. This is a real deep dive. Yeah. So the mosquito is what, you know, if it hadn't been the, di- the, the dinosaur and then gotten caught in the amber for millions of years, then ju- the Jurassic Park scientists, they would have never been able to extract the dino DNA and there would be no park. Yeah. They have a bad agent, too. Mosquitoes have a terrible agent. Mm, and a bad reputation, like bad publicist. Yeah, yeah bad publicity. Um, I also want to put up... We got to put up the scientists, the Jurassic Park scientists. B.D. Wong. B.D. Wong. Yes. Yes. The in-park scientists. Yes. They- <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say they're so smug. It hasn't even uh, opened yet. The first thing they guarantee is like, remember they remember they asked them, uh, how, can't they breed? And they're like, they're all girls. How, how can they're they? They're all girls. Yeah. The first yeah, thing know- <laughs> f- w- our boy sees out on the t- track, dino eggs. Eggs. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Sorry. And Dr. Malcolm, he calls it. He says, your scientists were so preoccupied with whether or not they could that they didn't stop to think, think if, if they, they should. should. Oh, that says it all. <laughs> you, stop to think that, you stop to think that maybe maybe you should. Ooh, that was good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's good, yeah, it's you, good. You, 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 you guys, you, you were so obsessed or whether or not you could, you never stopped to think if you should. Yeah, what, 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 what do we lift up uh, all the dino skirts and check if they're all uh, female? <laughs> oh, not bad. That is really solid. <laughs> um, so we also, I mean, got to throw it up there. Man's hubris, you know, man's hubris. Dino, awesome. dino droppings, Mid, uh, Midway through... <laughs> Midway Sorry. through the movie, Hammond is eating ice cream with Laura Dern. Oh, it looked so good. <laughs> I almost ordered ice cream <laughs> off of Postmates, which would have created more anxiety oh. for the ETA if it melted on the table. Oh. That oh, fucking yeah. ice cream looked incredible. That's, That's high good. stakes, Postmates. Spare no expense. That's what he That's says. Right. That yes. ice cream looked good incredible. Good ass ice cream. And he says oh. that the next time he, the next time he's lost his grandkids, he can't find them. They, they're out in a park with dinosaurs. And he says the next time that he rebuilds, he's going to make it bigger and better. And she stops <laughs> to him and tells him to stop thinking about the park and start thinking about the people that they love that are missing and are out in the wild. I mean, it's a great. Yeah, that was her audition scene. <laughs> <laughs> and boy, she nails it. She big really time. nails she it. She does. Um, and another big boy, 
that we have to put up on the board is capitalism. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Now, they talk about the uh, Lysine contingency in the Mm -hmm. movie. Yes. And Hammond doesn't want to use it. So the Lysine contingency is intended to prevent the spread of the animals in case they've ever got off the island. Dr. Wu inserted a gene that creates a single fault enzyme in protein metabolism. The animals can't manufacture the amino uh, acid lysine. Unless they're continually supplied by lysine by us, they'll slip into a coma and die. Mm-hmm. So, but Hammond then says, no, we're not going to do that. He's, he wants to restart the system instead of doing that. Well, he wants he to... loves these dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He really he's very, like he's very singular in his thoughts. Like he's mm-hmm. obsessed. Mm-hmm. He's I, I have another board uh, pick. Yeah, what? Uh, and I think I think the investors need <gasps> to be put up on the board because I don't know how it got so far into the dinosaur making process that you waited this long to send in experts to see if this was a good idea that's how long you waited what type of expense is this like great it's crazy it's crazy you waited until the 11th hour to send in four people to tell you if this was a good investment okay guys the dino theme park opens this weekend real quick let's let's grab a couple experts experts. also if that guy hadn't died in the cage like a few days before no experts exactly (laughs) exactly like the investors might be the worst investors ever that's a great point point. investors have gotta look into that step up look yeah another thing to put up on the board is dinosaurs learning how to open doors Oh, oh, crazy. Yeah. Crazy scene. For 1993, amazing scene. Now, they if the if they hadn't learned how to open doors, half of the movie wouldn't have happened. Yeah. They had to get around doors. Yeah. Terrible design too of the park. Like, why do I need a computer to lock a door? That should well, not be yeah. the case. <laughs> Reliance yeah. on automation. Yeah. yeah it brings it back to Chris. Great yeah. job, Chris. <laughs> so here's the other thing. You could have stuck regular doorknob, like, you know, the regular circular doorknobs on there. We all right. know those doors. Yeah. yeah. You know those regular doorknobs? Old school. The twisters. Yeah, twist. Yeah. Twist and push or pull. Twist yeah. twist uh-huh. with the wrists. You usually twist and pull or twist and push, depending on if the door yeah. needs to go. Right. But they wanted the wow. newest handle. They, they had to have yes, the newest. Spare no expense. Spare <laughs> no expense. They couldn't have the old school classic doorknob. Yeah. Hey, can we put spare no expense attitude yes. on that? Yes. Yeah. That's great. So you got to spare and, some expenses. And just a, a quick time check. We're at, at about 35 minutes. So, and okay. I, we have a lot on the board. How do these usually run? How are we doing? Uh, we're doing today. We're tra- trying to keep it under an hour. We need so. you to pipe down yeah. just a touch. We need, you to keep, just, <laughs> we need me to tone it down. Tone it down. No, <laughs> I actually, so I got to say this has been flawless so far. <laughs> yeah. You want me to know a little less about Jurassic Park yes. and maybe take an investor's approach. Yeah. And just a backseat back along for the ride. Let me know when you're ready to open. Yeah. Now, there's still a few more we got to put up on the board. We've got Jesus. tropical storms. 
if if the weather conditions were good, would any of this have happened? I agree. You know, mm. because he, he, Dennis uh, Nedry, he says he's got to make his way to the dock and back in 18 minutes. Um, so he might have been able to do that if if he if it wasn't for the storm and his Jeep got off the road. Right. And yeah. uh, while we're at it, I just want to throw meteorology up on the board because this is just m- more personal. Um, I, I always wanted uh, to send them to the jail because um, it's just like a field of st- – how is it that a field of study always manages to be so wrong? <laughs> it's If meteorology didn't have such a bad rep, then we would have believed that if the storm was coming, then let's actually prepare for the storm. But hmm. instead, they waited to the last minute, to the last boat, to be like, oh, yeah, by the way, the storm is actually going to hit. Hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. We'll add it to the list of well uh, storms change. Storms change. <laughs> well, that's yeah. the that's problem. Storm, that's the problem. Storm. But also, did they have Doppler? Did they have Doppler in nineteen ninety? Yeah, they had a little radar. Dump they did. In okay. There. Yeah. 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 Um, now, another one. No locking. And this kind of goes to uh, the knob situation, the doorknob mm-hmm. situation. There's no locking mechanism on the car doors. Yeah, that's a huge. Problem. That's crazy. <laughs> really? Yeah. I actually don't know if that's a huge problem. I actually think without that being a problem, we have no movie. They're dead in the car. The T-Rex slams them with his foot. If they can't get out of that car, it's impossible. Yeah, I guess that's true. Well, all the more reason why it should be considered. Well, it. But I- if 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 there was a a a, a knock a, a lock problem or not a problem a, a mechanism, mm-hmm. then. Uh, Sattler wouldn't have left the car to go see the Triceratop, and they wouldn't have been uh, delayed. They would have been back. Oh, oh, you're right. You're right. It all goes back to him getting out of the car, delaying the tour. The tour could have been over and done with. Yeah. Do we need to put Sattler on the board? I think we also got to put that sick (laughs) Triceratops on the board, too. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, the sick Triceratops. Um, he got into that. Uh, what was that plant? Uh, oh, the some berry bush or something. Yeah, ate the berries, and she had to check the poop. Yeah, only one oh, way yeah. to find out. Dino, dino, dropping, D- droppings, dropping, droppings. <laughs> well, that's a uh, that's a big pile of shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, and finally, I uh, last thing I want to put up on the board. Uh, well, two last things. Chaos theory. The chaos theory. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's the first thing that Malcolm brings up when he meets Sattler and uh, Grant. And mm-hmm. he predicts the downfall of the Dino Park through the chaos theory, the idea that small changes in complex systems can have big, unpredictable effects. Mm. Now, this is an actual real theory. Science on blog uh, blog <laughs> says that uh, Malcolm only briefly fl- flirts with explaining chaos theory. The scene consists of Malcolm describing the butterfly effect, a cornerstone of chaos theory that is based on the idea of a butterfly flapping its wings could change the air currents ever so slightly, which may eventually change the weather. While traveling in the park, Malcolm places water droplets on uh at Laura Dern's hand and as the droplets roll in different directions Malcolm explains that the droplets travel different paths due to tiny differences such as blood traveling through your hand or hair orientation basically it's very unpredictable 
Uh, He's so flirtatious. Mm, too, I know that's hot. Science. Yeah. <laughs> it, it does bother me that he touches her hair. Oh. Right yeah. at, at one point, like did it bother he, her? Right. She seemed she seemed <laughs> fine with it. <laughs> uh, I never pay attention to that kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> no. Neither does that sick triceratops. <laughs> no, no, no. She she seems fine with it, but. Uh, I don't know. We should ask. We should ask Sattler. She's the one we should be asking. Um, but anyway, maybe Malcolm does kind of deserve the 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 big clap because he calls it from the beginning. Yeah, nature finds a way. <laughs> <laughs> but I was <laughs> yes, you're right. He does say that, and do, isn't that part of like evolution? Should we be putting evolution up on the board? I think so. I, I, I'm trying to really break down the killing. <laughs> right. 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 Okay. You know, yeah. It get goes in. back to the killing. Yeah. Get in. Get in there. Well, well, I just like if the kids weren't crazy, would the T Rex have been pissed off? You know. No. And no the answer is no. Maybe we should put the kids yeah. up on the board. Yes, we I think should. Kids are to blame. Kids are always to blame. <laughs> I think that's Kids great. Kids say and do the darndest things around dinosaurs. Well, before we go too far, too, the the Dr. Malcolm also, there was one part where Dr. Grant takes out the flare to distract the mm-hmm. T-Rex. It's working, but then Malcolm takes out another flare, and he keeps yeah. the T-Rex on in the, the area. Yeah. So put Actually, Malcolm on there. He's technically, Flares. he is to Flares. blame. I think Malcolm is to blame for... Uh, the uh, accountants. Death. Death. Yeah, yeah, that is a direct court. Yes, one to one for sure. Oh, um, really? Yes. Well, he leads him right there. He leads the T Rex right to the bathroom. Yeah, with the flame. <laughs> yeah, with the but flare. if the if the lawyer didn't go hide in the potty like like by himself, <laughs> it wouldn't have been a big deal. Malcolm didn't know he was in there. No, he did. He, he plane, did because he said, "When you gotta go, you gotta go." That's so true. <laughs> oh, I stand corrected. What a line! Yeah. So, Chris, why don't you uh, kick us off and uh, sure. read the list for who's to blame for Jurassic Park? All right, who's to blame for Jurassic Park? Mr. John Hammond. Uh, greed and profit, Dennis Nedry, hunger, the dinosaurs, <laughs> Mr. Ray Arnold, uh, lack of fair wages, lack of unions, over reliance on automation, amphibian DNA, mosquito, Jurassic Park scientists, ca- uh, man's hubris, capitalism, investors, dinosaurs learning how to open doors, spare no expense attitude, tropical storms. Meteorology, no locking mechanism on car doors, Dr. Ellie Statler, <laughs> Sattler, um, sick triceratops, <laughs> chaos theory, evolution, the kids, or Dr. Malcolm. Is this, is this your longest list it yet? Kind of I is. It, is. it is. How is it not? Look at this. This thing. is, <laughs> this is it's massive. Crazy. So yeah. let's just like go through and take off all the ones we know in our hearts are wrong. Okay. Yes. Um, I think hunger. I think tropical storm. I don't know. You make a good point about the timing. <laughs> meteorology. <laughs> I we guess we take, take off meteorology. Uh, but I'm gonna get you. Maybe Ellie Sattler and the six tri- sick triceratops. Yeah, yeah. they seemed yeah, like more of a piece of you know. She was just trying to help. 
Um, I I think, and this could be generally, I think we can uh, get rid of amphibian DNA and mosquito. Yeah. I don't think they're part of the tragedy. I just think they're they're the reason why we're having the conversation. Yeah, and in that case, I think we can take evolution off too. Um, what do we think about uh, lack of fair wages? I think there's a solid point there. I think I like I, let's do union lack of unions and fair wages in one. Can we put those in in one like job? Uh, I like that argument. It's a fun argument for me. Yeah. So what would you, how would you encapsulate that? I mean, we can honestly roll that into John Hammond, who's running yes, the park, right? That's a good point. Yeah, yes, that's a good true. point. Yeah. Gotta, yeah, yeah. But I, uh, a part of me does feel like Nedry's like such a little sleaze bag that he, it doesn't matter how much he gets paid, he's always going to want more, more, more. But bad hire then. That's just a that's bad right. Hire. Oh. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> now, what about greed and profit can be rolled up into capitalism or uh, vice versa? I gotta think that capitalism and greed and profit take a backseat to the John Hammond. It, it was more his ego because mm. you know that whole speech where he and Laura Dern were eating that delicious spare no expense ice cream. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was saying that he wanted to give this to the people. It was clearly about his obsession with entertaining people. He must be a middle child, I guess. But like, <laughs> he had this obsession. He had that flea uh, circus, and he just loved the expressions on the people's faces. He wanted to give them experiences. They can reach out and touch the animals, blah, blah, blah. Like, it wasn't about money for him. It was about... Yeah something bigger i I agree the fulfilling some need he had yeah he didn't give a shit about the money that's why he didn't spare any expense Ah. he didn't care about the money so interesting except when it came to nedry nedry was the one place he skimped (laughs) yeah (laughs) maybe because he didn't like him and his ego just didn't want to give him the money that he probably he might have been worth but anyway i think yeah i think greed and profit and capitalism can can be given the heave ho okay I I'm like with it. you. I, I think Nedry can get taken off the list what? too. Wow! I just Amanda's think it's nodding. too easy. I, I think it's too easy of an answer, and I think there's too many people responsible for him for holding him accountable. That, like, yes, in theory, he's the asshole who shut it down, but there's too many wrong moves. Right. With net, like, like he never should have been able to get embryos. Maybe he's a contender mm. for the big slap, though. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Leave him up there. Should we take the dinosaurs off? I, I know they leave actually them killed. on a little bit longer. I think there's some <laughs> other, like, I just feel like they did the murders. So That's may- true. Ma- I think right. uh, maybe yeah. dinosaurs learning how to open doors can be rolled into the dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and also that's more like what kind of the the doorknobs that Hammond picked. Mm-hmm. I think we have to take off spare no expense attitude just because of what a, uh, like the whole Nedry yeah, thing. True. Like if there was spare no expense, why would so much need to be automated? Why do, why wouldn't there be people yeah. more people hired? And I I feel like, you know, tropical storms can come off the list because like you know, it, you're you're in an island in the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. So, like, what are you expecting? What about the kids? Because I actually realized a couple months ago that this is actually a movie about uh, deciding whether or not to have kids. <laughs> it is about that. And also, you have to think that Hammond doesn't have a good relationship with his own kids. 
just the way he's really sucking up to his grandkids. You can tell <laughs> that's that a he good doesn't point. talk. What's the debt he's trying kids. to pay back? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's so yeah. true. So maybe we roll the grandkids into Hammond. We could take kids off. Good call. Okay. Now Malcolm, he he is, I think, directly responsible for the accountant's death. Uh, or the insurance guy. I keep calling him the accountant, but I He's a lawyer, I he's think. The lawyer. Well when you think about tragedy <laughs> businessman. When, when you think about like tragedy and sacrifice, I believe he was doing calculation of save the kids, fuck the lawyer. Right. But mm-hmm. I think we can t- you know it was a bad call, but sometimes we make decisions that aren't the best when in in moments of uh, anxiety or uh, you know now, fear. This is a nice list. Now we got a good list going. <laughs> yeah, on here. four or yeah. five things. Yeah, this is good. we've got John Hammond, Nedry. We've got the dinosaurs. Mister Ray Arnold, over reliance on automation. Jurassic Park scientists, man's hubris, investors, no locking mechanisms on the cars, and chaos theory. This is tough. I think we can take no locking mechanisms on the car off at this point. Uh-huh. Yeah, and yeah. I also think we can take the Jurassic Park scientists off because really it's more about man's hubris. You know? Bad hiring. It's true. And the, yeah. big, the big fuck up with the scientists was that they, they messed up and that the dinosaurs <laughs> could procreate. <laughs> But, yeah, they but, don't but, know anything about frogs. I guess. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah wow. that was a huge oversight. Major oversight. But that wasn't necessarily what caused all the death. No, no, no right. I agree. What about Ray They're, Arnold? It feels like he's more of an afterthought. Yeah. yeah, I, I, I thought maybe he was like a supervisor that that could have nipped uh, Nedry in the bud, but. I don't know. I feel like Nedry would have find found a way. Yeah, you're right. He's such you're a right. sleazeball. So you are so right. Chaos theory, uh, investors, man's hubris, over reliance on automation, the dinosaurs. Can we take the dinosaurs off yet? I'm okay with it. Blame. I'm okay with it now because honestly, what I keep going back to is this was always going to happen. Something mm-hmm. bad. The idea was the problem. The concept was mm-hmm. the problem. Yes, I couldn't agree with you more. They were just doing what dinosaurs do. So, I mean, investors is clearly in the lead right now. If they realized that it was a bad idea from the start, they never should have invested in it. They did yeah. enable. They did enable uh, John Hammond, which I actually would, I would suggest we wrap up hubris into John Hammond or vice versa. I think man's hubris is good because it, 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 it um, uh, you know, encompasses the scientists as well. But I think Hammond is even more to blame than than the scientists and the general hubris. He had a particular hubris. Uh, you can take off chaos theory because just just because you name something, something doesn't... I mean, uh, it's just the name of a theory. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got four up. We've got four left. We've got Hammond. We've got Nedry. We've got over-reliance on automation and investors. If there what were more we hands on deck, do you think they would have saved people? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Really? If they had, yeah, if they had, you know, the guy who dies with the, um, who's got the gun, apparently yeah. the only one who knows how to use a gun that's left on the island. Why would you it leave also one crazy to me. guy? Yeah. Um, if they had more of them, they probably all could have gone out there and dealt with the dinosaur you think so yeah 
I do think we have to send Hammond to jail. And oh. I think we send, we give the big slap to over-reliance on automation. Wow. Mm. Nedry gets wow. off. And Nedry gets off. And the investors get off. Yeah. I mean, wow. investors always get off. Am I right? Where there's That's a will, classic. there's a way. Nature finds a I way. Mean, I mean, I guess, yeah, nature finds a way. Um, I guess uh, I guess the investors do get off a little bit because at least they were trying, even though it was in the 11th hour, they were trying to get ahead of a crisis. Yeah. That's right. And <laughs> Somebody died. Let's finally send in the, the experts. Yeah. And who knows how much the investors even knew, how much Hammond was keeping from them. Mm. Oh, did we really send Hammond to jail? We could have. I mean, yeah. at, there, at this as point. Re- as Rebecca said, Hammond was Jurassic Park's brainchild. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great point. I didn't think about that theory. I love that so much because in a way it makes sense. Like, like yeah. he was almost a tool of evolution to bring the dinosaurs back. So I like to who think of it as like... Who controlling who? It's so right, true. The, the dinosaurs were the ones in control. They were mm-hmm. using Hammond. Okay, I'm going to call it, guys. Uh, first of all, Malcolm, you're getting the big clap. Wait, wait. Shouldn't Dr. Grant get the big clap, too? Oh, uh, for yeah, saving the day? Saving. For saving everybody, or at least yeah. trying. He did a pretty good I, job I guess, of saving You know people. why? You know what it is? Malcolm is like an alarmist hero. That's true. Yeah, you know? that's he fair. is. From the beginning, he was like, this is a bad idea, guys. And that's what we do. Oh, do you want to, like, knight him? <laughs> Make him a sir? <laughs> yes! Yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> that's a good idea. Okay. Now, Amanda, help me out with sound effects. I will. Um, what did I call uh, it before? Yeah, you called it. Oh, what, you. you called it something really funny before. The big sir. You're becoming yeah, you're, the big you're, sir. Yeah, you're becoming the big sir. <laughs> you're. Wow, you're you, yeah. when, it, no, I said they were being served, weren't they? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, that was like one of our first episodes. <laughs> yes, I remember. When someone gets knighted, they're being served. <laughs> uh, Malcolm, you're being served. Over-reliance on automation. You're getting the big slap. John Hammond, you're going to the alarmist jail. Add some stripes to that white outfit. (laughs) (laughs) Trevor, thank you so much for helping us get to the bottom of who's to blame for Jurassic Park. Thank you. Thank you for having me. This was so fun. I can sleep now, knowing who to blame. Yeah, you can, we can finally put it behind us. Yeah, it's, you know, it's my Christmas gift to everyone. After Jurassic Park. There have been several subsequent Jurassic Park movies. The Lost World, Jurassic Park 3, and the Jurassic World Trilogy, the last of which is scheduled for release in 2022. In 2018... The film was selected for preservation in the United States National Film Registry by the Library of Congress as being culturally, historically, or aesthetically significant. In the end, the dinosaurs found a way. Vote for who you think is to blame by going to thealarmistpodcast.com. Follow us at the Alarmist the on Twitter, at the Alarmist Podcast on Instagram, or email us at the Alarmist 
podcast at gmail.com. Tune in next week. We'll be discussing who's to blame for the year 2020. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.